On today's episode of Defining Truth, the ongoing conflict in Israel and Gaza and why Americans and unfortunately a large part of the Western world are supporting terrorists. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Defining Truth. The fight in Israel continues this week. Israel releasing more information they have obtained from terrorist body cams. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about the difference between collateral damage and murder and why that's apparently necessary to bring up again. Hamas and their net worth to the tune of billions. And what is the Western response? All eyes on Israel. Brandon Jones, are you ready for today? Absolutely. Let's just get into a, a little bit of quick fast facts. So Israel's entered its fourth week of the war against Hamas uh, after the terrorist group infiltrated the country on October 7th, firing thousands of rockets at residential areas and butchering civilians. Um, total people killed as of uh, the latest reporting is almost 10,000 on both sides, including at least 1,400 Israeli civilians and soldiers, 33 uh, Americans. And the Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry has claimed that more than 8,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza and 110 in the West Bank. Uh, At least 10 of those are Americans feared to be among the 239 people currently being held captive by Hamas. And uh, this week, uh, actually over the weekend, Israel has greatly expanded or started to expand its ground operations in Gaza, uh, marking a new stage in the conflict. Unbelievable. We saw something we talked about before the show today um, on social media that said there was a ceasefire on October 6th, the day before the evil terrorist began butchering innocent civilians. So as we're going to discuss today, cowardice and ceasefires do not solve the problem of evil. This week, Israel released information from captured terrorist body cams, which showed Palestinian fighters shooting a father in the head, taking an infant child from its mother, and placing the child in the oven to cook while they raped and murdered the mom as she watched her child burn to death. That is just one of many horrific scenes that played out in Israel on October 7th. The leftist perspective on Partial commitment has cost many lives over the last 20 years. These are cowards who have no understanding or discernment of the world around them, whose cowardice has prevented full victories in multiple conflicts. So to clarify what I mean by partial commitment, this is what the UN and many other idiotic organizations around the world are asking the Israelis to do. Don't fully commit, right? They're calling for a ceasefire because... The terrorist, as we'll discuss further down, hide behind their own families to commit these atrocities. Yeah, actually, Netanyahu had a uh, had a pretty powerful response to the calls for a ceasefire, which which of course he rejected. He says, uh, and I quote: "Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, and to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen." He goes on to say, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. Mm. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today, we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand 
Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Of course, we support that statement, and we're praying for everyone in the IDF as they wage this war against this demonic movement against them. This request for partial commitment has infected many uh, conflicts. Um, We've seen it rise, steadily rise, since Vietnam, really. But look at setbacks in the global war on terror were caused by a lack of commitment from leftist politicians whose naive perspective on the world led to a lack of full support and appeasement of evil terrorists. They confused reality with their global warming delusions. We saw this in many articles over the last 20 years claiming that, you know, the reason that terrorism existed is because of global warming. And this this confusion on the left, uh, thinking that terrorist organizations bent on homicidal genocide are the same as Western countries, has really uh, been our downfall. We've often mentioned this is something that we saw in the Benghazi situation. And of course, um, my, myself having worked at the State Department, you know, I've, I've been privy to the briefings and seen the, the details of the Benghazi Review Board. But also, I spoke to RSOs who were there on the ground. And just to remind those who may be listening, this lack of full commitment is something that we've dealt with from, left, from the left always. Benghazi in specific. We had months and months and months of intelligence warning uh, Hillary Clinton's State Department that uh, these terrorist organizations were targeting or seeking to kill Americans. They were coming in to uh, Libya. They were going to target Americans, and they refused mainly because it went against their narrative and the Arab Spring effort. It was politics, right? So, again, we see leftist politics getting people in public service killed. And um, even in the face of the reality of that attack at Benghazi, uh, which killed American citizens and saw the murder and rape of a U.S. ambassador, Ambassador Stevens, they still stuck to their leftist ideology and blamed an American citizen in San Diego for, quote, offending Islam. Uh, that, that lack of full commitment is absolute cowardice, ultimate cowardice that culminates in the abandonment of, as we saw in Afghanistan, billions of dollars worth of technology, advanced weaponry, equipment, intelligence. They were purposefully surrendered by leftist to the Taliban, a horrifically brutal terrorist organization. And by leftist, I'm talking about the Democrats. I'm talking about the Biden administration. Their complete and utter lack of wisdom and understanding of the world has led to many people being killed. The, the weakness and betrayal of our allies has directly affected, and I'm talking about leaving that stuff in Afghanistan, has directly affected today's situation in Israel. As equipment and weaponry given to our enemies by the Biden administration has now ended up in the hands of these baby-murdering Hamas terrorists in Gaza. It's yet another example of the leftist mind virus having real-world consequences. This reminds me of a personal story I had. I was working as a, as a military contractor in Iraq, circa 2008, 2009. Um, Hillary uh, Clinton had a problem with contractors using dogs because it scared the uh, Islamic population, I guess. 
And uh, our dogs were crucial to our operations as they detected explosives. We use them for screening vehicles coming in and out of U.S. compounds. Uh, but we also use them as part of advance parties and protective operations. So if there was a planned meeting between a U.S. diplomat and the Iraqi government, the ADVON team or A-team would go in there and we would conduct a sweep, right? You run the dogs and make sure there's no explosives in the building, et cetera. Well, when they demanded the removal of the dogs, uh, we were just aghast at how dangerous that was, right? Politics, again, the left mind virus getting in the way of reality. We knew how to protect people, and we knew that the dogs were a crucial part of our operation. Long story short, um, within a couple of days, there was a meeting. Uh, the, the contractors refused to go into the site because... Again, Hillary had taken our canines away, so we arrived, and, and they waited outside. And prior to the American delegation arriving, whoever it was, I don't remember, um, an explosive placed there by terrorists detonated, killing an entire room full of Iraqi um, civilians, government folks. And, of course, within 24 hours, the you know Hillary's State Department was on the phone saying, use your dogs. It's like, well, if you would have listened to us in the first place, we could have avoided that. Again, Lack of full commitment in the military and in conflict is just an utter lack of understanding of, of warfare and global affairs. It's a child, infantile understanding of the world, very immature. And it's what they're asking Israel to do in Gaza, right? They don't want them to fully commit. When the truth is Israel has gone above and beyond to appease the neighboring terrorist state that is completely controlled by Hamas. So... I want to bring up the difference between collateral damage and intentional murder, right? Because a lot of um, American Democrats and leftists around the world are very confused by this, apparently. They're conflating the two. So there is a clear and unequivocal difference between bad guys and good guys. It's, It's not the same. It's not like Israel's on equal balance with Hamas. Not even close. Murdering an innocent family is not morally equivalent to soldiers killing terrorists on the battlefield and there being collateral damage as a result of those self-defense actions. Despite large portions of the international community wanting this to be true, apparently, the conflating of righteous self-defense and terrorism is one of the most despicable acts to observe, and we've been watching it over the last few weeks. To be clear, there is no comparison between Israel's defense and response to terrorism and the acts of terror that are responsible for the deaths of thousands of people. None, absolutely none. Like the opening story, uh, which we've now been privy to because of body cams recovered of them cooking infants, beheading children, murdering families, uh, torturing them prior. These horrific and intentional slaughterings of civilians are not to be compared to the collateral damage that occurs when Hamas launches rockets from underneath a hospital or near a school. To ask Israel to simply not do anything because these cowards hide behind their civilian population is asinine. It's ridiculous. And it is an unfortunate and ugly reality of war that people get killed. And we've never seen this before in history. I don't think we saw the Western world complaining about Allied forces trying to take Berlin during World War II. It was generally understood that the nation of Germany had gone to war with the world and committed evil atrocities by either way of supporting them or actually fighting. And is it horrific and, and, and terrible? Yes. But the best way to eliminate suffering is a quick and decisive victory. 
not acquiescing the enemy and saying, well, I'm going to let you target, rape, and murder my family because you're hiding behind your kids. Again, an infantile and naive perspective propagated by anti-Semites. <coughs> Collateral damage is an unfortunate but very real part of war. When Hamas hides under hospitals and children daycare centers, purposefully offering their children death so they can film it and capitalize on the propaganda and make Israel look bad, the only response from the international community should be one of resolve to destroy Hamas and organizations like it forever. They are the literal embodiment of Satan on earth. How do we know this? Because Satan is the father of lies. And as we have often pointed out, everywhere lies prevail, death follows. This is a true mark of Satan's work here on earth. He lies to people. Deception runs deep, just as it did with German citizens under the Nazi regime we are seeing that very deception, that Nazi-esque ideology across Ivy League schools all across the United States. And it, amongst our U.S. representatives like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, who are disgustingly regurgitating terrorist propaganda, it's, it's astounding. It should scare everyone. Now, on minimizing damage, Israel, in light of the worst attack on its nation to date, has shown incredible restraint in its actions against the neighboring terrorist state in Gaza. They delayed ground operations and continue to do so in some capacities in efforts to reduce collateral damage. They even announced the commencement of operations and asked civilians to leave the area and even included instructions on where to go and how to receive aid. Now, do they have to do that? No, but they've bent over backwards repeatedly throughout history to try to get the world to understand what it's like to live next to genocidal maniacs and terrorists. And what does Hamas do with that? Well, they take the aid that's meant for civilians and use it for their genocidal goals. They take the fuel and use it for their fighters and store it themselves, refusing to give it to the people. They take pipes meant for water irrigation and turn them into rocket launching tubes. They take food and financial aid and keep it for themselves. I, I want to bring up this just to put it into perspective, Hamas, right? These just, you know, poor, innocent terrorist organization that can't get aid. Do you know that the top three leaders in Hamas are worth billions of dollars? Let that sink in for a minute. I'm going to go through them one at a time. Abu Marzuk, he is worth $3 billion. You know where in Gaza he lives? Nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. He lives in Qatar like a king. He's uh, generally considered the finance guy. He's a genius fundraiser for terrorism, of which he has many connections in both Europe and the United States. How that's possible is mind-blowing. Maybe if the DOJ stopped focusing on Christians and Republicans, they could actually catch some terrorist fundraisers. Uh, Khaled Mashal, worth $4 billion, also a top Hamas leader. And then, of course, you have the mastermind Ismail Haniya, who's worth four billion dollars that's annual turnover for hamas of one billion a year they're billionaires these are the leaders of the so-called oppressed palestinians this while gazans are deprived of basic needs hamas uses aid and funds to line their own pockets and let's not forget <clears throat> and never ever have a conversation with someone and let them forget this the stated goal 
of Hamas, which represents the majority population in Palestine, is the elimination of Israel from the face of the earth. When you hear the term from the river to the sea, it's talking about genocide. Not collateral damage, not accidentally injuring people in an airstrike against terrorists, purposefully murdering the entire race of Jews that live in Israel. That is Hamas's openly stated goal. They fundraise on it. They declare it. They talk about it on all of their um, media venues. And yet we still have Americans supporting them. So I want to pivot to the Western response here because this is quite angry. The large presence of pro-terrorist organizations and anti-Semitic individuals within the United States should scare everyone. You are literally watching what happened in Nazi Germany. It's easy to look back in hindsight and say, how is it possible that normal civilians in Germany were convinced to murder Jews by the millions, to toss babies out of windows and burn people alive and gas them to death in gas chambers? Well, Look no further than CNN or any mainstream media outlet nowadays chanting support for Hamas and anti-Israeli propaganda. Individuals like, let's get specific, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, uh, they should be investigated for terrorist ties and subsequently removed from office. No Nazi or evil leftist should ever hold office in the United States of America. It's not about freedom. It's just common sense. Did you know Rashida Tlaib and the organization Canary Mission, which investigates and exposes anti-Semitism, has now um, definitive proof. Rashida Tlaib had not one, but three Hamas-linked terrorists that worked on her campaign for office in the United States. One of them spent eight months in prison on terrorism charges. She openly supports Hamas and praises the actions of the martyrs who slaughtered and murdered children. How she is a U.S. representative is mind-blowing. That would be like saying a person should be able to murder someone because freedom, right? A person should be able to rape someone because freedom. That's what these anti-Americans are hiding behind in Western cultures, really all over Europe as well. Obviously not. There is tolerance and then there's treason. What the Israeli conflict has brought to light is the tremendous presence of treasonous left wing as well as Islamofascist deep within the culture of the United States. And this should scare everyone. But at a bare minimum, it should elicit a very serious response from the government whose job it is to protect American citizens. And yet we see organizations like the UN and others abroad condemning Israel for their response as if what do you expect should Israel have just allowed the genocidal maniacs to rape and murder their population what does the rest of the world want Israel to do just step back and say okay I guess we'll just die only a deep and demonically influenced perspective could could sustain this obviously they're blind And you see that Satan himself is involved in things like this, this mass hysteria, this hatred for God's people in Israel is disgusting. And as we often remind our listeners, the church in the United States needs to be unequivocal about this. 
We need to be a loud voice of reason, a voice of truth, a voice that clarifies and speaks for those who cannot speak for themselves. Uh, These are defining moments in history, and America will not forget. Um, On a positive note, it is shaking some folks up. I read today that uh, one popular billionaire has removed all of his funding, I guess he gave a lot of money before, from Columbia University over their mass um, supportive protest, uh, I'm sorry, in support of Hamas. Um, I don't remember his name, but that's a, that's a good sign, at least. Um, and I've also seen some others who may have leaned a little more left before uh, starting to wake up and uh, realize that the same people that pushed BLM and all this leftist nonsense are also calling for the genocidal murder of all Jews. So it's, you know, it's, they're, they're starting to think maybe, maybe they were lying, you know? So as always, you know, I, I, I would call on the perspective of, uh, on oh, two, right? We'll talk about the spiritual perspective, but the political perspective and that the government's job is to protect American citizens. And, uh, the Democrats are completely lost in Marxism, but I expect strong resolve on behalf of the Republican Party. Um, and we have. We've definitely seen support for Israel. In fact, we can't say enough good things about the new Speaker of the House, who clearly is a man of God and values truth and has been unequivocal in his support for Israel. Um, but this isn't going away. And what this conflict has exposed is thousands of people across cities in the United States that came out chanting their support for terrorism. That should not go unnoticed. What do you think, Brandon? <clears throat> I don't know. It's uh, Every week I find myself more and more speechless. There's, there's so much to talk about, and uh, there's so much deceit that's happening, and... Uh, it's just I. It's hard to understand or hard to fathom. Uh, well, we know what it is. It's it's really the enemy spreading spreading lies. But um, how how you can equate the Israel's response, military response to Hamas individuals going in and like we talked about, burning babies alive and uh, and raping women in front of their families? You know, it's not like as if Hamas came over. Uh, three weeks after they had warned everybody that they're coming and targeted uh, military bases in Israel or, uh, you know, things like that that you see in conventional warfare. This is not what they did. Uh, This is what Israel is now doing, which, of course, we know Hamas hides underneath preschools and hospitals um, and and civilian things of those natures. Um, Anybody who equates those two things is just... I don't even know the word to describe it. Well, and there's no excuse anymore in today's age of communication. You have a front seat to everything yeah. because of the internet. Uh, it's, it's not that hard to get on Telegram. You know, stop watching CNN and Al Jazeera. And if you want their perspective, that's fine. But go look at the body cam footage, which has been released on multiple channels across uh, uh, the internet. You can see what happened on October 7th for yourself. You can you can watch this all play out in real life and make your own informed decision. Um I just saw this pop up as I was sitting here. Uh did you know that in in the last just in the last 8 days Israel has sent 108 trucks of humanitarian aid into Gaza? 
that included water, food, and medical supplies? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the contrast between these two warring groups, right? Hamas, murdering, raping, beheading babies. Israel, defending their citizens while also sending aid. I mean, it's, 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 there's no comparison. Uh, the, the, the sort of mass response from the world against Israel is just really an indication of something else. It wasn't about Hamas. It, it's, it's, it's revealing the underlying anti-Semitism and hatred for Western democracies in the region. You, you were talking about, or, or we talked about, uh, like those three leaders that combined have like $10 billion in net worth. Uh, all while, I, I was reading some st- statistics. Gaza's unemployment rate is at four, is above 40%. 63% of Gazans are deemed food insecure, according to the UN, with no reliable access to affordable, nutritious food. And additionally, about 80, 80% of Gaza's residents have been reliant on some sort of international aid. So what are they doing with all that money? I mean, we talked about it, right? They're building bombs. They're not taking care of their people. These these are not uh, these are not innocent civilians. Most of most of people in Gaza are either Hamas terrorists themselves or at least sympathetic. Uh, just to, it's tough because it's just there's no moral comparison. It's 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 really upsetting. Um, and I just go back to what Ned and Yahoo said. Eventually, you get to the point where this is a time for war. And I think God's wrath is going to come down on, on Hamas. I mean, how do you even compare, or, or sorry, not compare, how do you even explain the level of blindness and ignorance coming from groups like, we just saw a video of, uh, I think it was in Italy, uh, a transgender guy. So it's, it's a dude, he's dressed in like fishnet stockings and high heels, and he's stripping like, and, and then reveals a Palestinian flag. I know. Well, I saw it all the time when I was going to San Diego State. You know, there's the Students for Justice in Palestine there and uh, all of these people who are sympathetic to Hamas and Palestine. And and even Rashida Tlaib and and Ilan Omar, they they want uh, Islam to to spread throughout the world and and basically run America. Well, do you think that you're going to be able to be a congresswoman if Sharia law is the law of the land in America? No, these girls that are protesting, um, you know, for for pro-Palestinian propaganda, do you think that you're going to be able to protest freely on a university campus if Hamas or Islam runs America? No, you're not. And that's the reality. I mean, we saw somebody, there was a story of a a German woman who was a pro-Palestinian protester who got killed at that uh, music festival in Israel because they don't care. They don't care that you're quote-unquote, pro-Palestinian, they're going to kill you anyways. No, and I don't understand the lack of response when you see that proof, you hear those stories, even in the mainstream media, who refuse to retract or double back on their initial you know, anti-Israeli uh, statements. Um, we saw just recently Israel released those interrogation tapes of uh, some Hamas terrorists explaining the tunnel network and their command center underneath hospitals. And the interrogator, you can hear in the video, asked him, why do you do this? And he goes, well, it's, it's obvious because we, we know that Israel won't purposefully strike hospitals. So they're, they're genius propaganda artists too. It's like the whole parking lot thing. We have now recorded evidence. We have the phone call 
from the guy that launches the rocket and misfires and lands in that parking lot next to the hospital, killing his own people. And he's on the phone telling another terrorist how he did it accidentally. He can't believe it. And the other guy's like, don't worry about it. It happens sometimes. Stay focused. Now, I haven't seen as much fury in announcing that as the um, mainstream did in the beginning when they attacked Israel over a total lie. To even to even take Hamas at its word on anything, they're they're the bad guys. They're evil. Yeah. Why would why you are, trust a single thing? Why are that they we say? Why are we listening to them at all? Um. Even even today, Arab and Western officials told the New York Times over the weekend that Hamas is stockpiling the food and fuel in the Gaza Strip, keeping it from residents who are in desperate need. Yeah. So who else needs to tell you? The Saudis will tell you, so will the Jordanians, because despite the posturing for cultural reasons, none of them will take Palestinian refugees. No. Egypt said no. All surrounding nations said no thanks. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, our hearts and uh, prayers remain with the IDF as they go into what will be the fight of their lifetime. Um, it's going to be an extremely difficult fight. Taking uh, urban environments are always difficult, but you know, as we discussed last week, you have this three-level conflict here, where you have multi-story buildings, street level, and then tunnels underground. You know, air superiority is a wonderful thing to have on your side. But ultimately, it takes boots on the ground to win the fight. You can only do so much from the air. And um, we see this sort of incremental movement as uh, IDF forces have advanced. And, and of course, they're dealing with Hezbollah in, in the north, uh, shooting at them from Lebanon, all the while repeatedly saying, we don't want to fight with you. Yeah. Stop shooting at us. Of you know, they, they, they strike back, but they're telling them, hey, stop doing this. We don't want war with you. Um, and then, of course, you know... It, we don't have time today to go into it, but you have the whole issue of where the support for these lunatics is coming from, like Iran. I read today uh, breaking news, um, IDF intelligence confirming that 15 Iranian officers crossed into Syria uh, or from Syria, uh, the border into Iraq, I believe, on the border. It's a, it's a route commonly used to move weapons and whatnot. Um, Iran is uh, behind... The majority of U.S. deaths in the war on terror, they're supplying the Houthis, who, by the way, today just attacked um, the Saudis again after a short break, killing several Saudi military uh, personnel. I, I think that, um, as we've talked about before, the the last thing on earth that you need in times like this is leftists and Democrats. They're weak. They're cowards. They have an infantile and immature perspective on the world. Uh, literally the last people on earth you want making decisions. I mean, think of Joe Biden who can barely walk. Uh, he can barely say words. And, and he's, he's the guy that's right now in charge of this potential, you know, global conflict that we're entering. It's scary. What we need is strong, decisive leadership, people that know how to strike fast and hard and end it before more innocent people are killed. Because the more you, beat around the bush and pretend like, you know, global warming's the real issue, the more people die. And we've had years and years of this to learn it. So we'll continue to watch Israel. Um, uh, this is obviously, you know, all that the world is consuming right now. We have not forgotten about Ukraine and Russia. China, who sent ships into the Mediterranean 
um, as as the governor of California mm-hmm. is over there uh, touring China. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that probably next week. Uh, we're going to talk about Governor Newsom, who went over there and praised the brutal communist in China uh, and said that um, the one great thing about a one-party authoritarian system is you can get a lot done. Yeah, I bet oh, you do think that. Yeah, I bet you do. That's what he tried to do during COVID here in California. Again, an example of what we will eventually have to deal with. You cannot tolerate... Um, progressive Marxist and pro-terrorist individuals like the left has fully adopted that ideology. That's not, um, it, it cannot coexist with America. We're, we're splitting apart at the seams. One of the two, we have to deal with that, that disease that is leftism, that mind virus. Um, and a lot of it honestly is just standing for truth. It's uh, standing for righteousness. Um, from the church's perspective, you can't love people if you're not honest with them. So pretending uh, that evil is okay is not very loving, right? And and we know this from uh, many individuals who have sort of left leftism and, and changed their ideology. Often they will say that it, it was somebody that finally told them the truth, someone that confronted them and said, hey, what you're doing is wrong. This is crazy. And, and was able to demonstrate that true love is found in truth, not in compromise or acquiescence. So the church definitely has a role to play in standing for truth and in defending the defenseless. Um, And uh, that manifests itself in different ways, but it starts by just being honest in your conversations, in your messaging, and uh, in whatever the Lord has called you to, whether it's work or ministry role at church, you have to be honest. You have to be truthful. Um, Lying does not become us. That is a mark of the enemy, not followers of Christ. So it's very important that we're truthful, even if it's unpopular. I know it's a big problem for people because you most want people of the time to it is. You. Yeah, most of the time the truth is unpopular, but too bad. Yeah, well, things can get a lot worse, um, as we're seeing. So, anyways, speaking of truth, uh, we're about a week away from the book dropping. It sounds like as of the uh, latest conversation with the publisher. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So, actually, some what I take is good news. We heard back from the publisher. So, the printed copies will be done in about a week. Um, we have a audio version that we want to release. And I was waiting, didn't hear back from them. And then today, we were informed that apparently the company or the group that reads the audiobooks looked at our content and said, nope, we don't want to do it. Yeah, the publisher is telling us that that is a clear sign of the content in our book and how important the information is inside is what the publisher said. So um, I'll take that as a badge of honor. Clearly, some leftist doesn't like the truth that we're exposing in this book. Uh, we're going to get it. It'll be available on audio. Presales are out now for digital. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any online retailer, including Kindle. And then printed copies will arrive in about a week. I think it's going to shake some people up. Yep. Uh, certainly, you know, some folks in the culture are not going to like our clarification of truth. But um, if you haven't heard about it before, the book is called Defining Truth. It's it's the first book um, with that title. And we take specific cultural issues and go through them from a Christian perspective, from a Western civilization perspective. And then we demonstrate how leftism has failed in that regard. We do that with each issue. Some of the words are topics. Um or virtues like love and truth. We also cover self-defense and leadership. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Forward for the book is written by Pastor Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chino Hills. And uh, some great recommendations in there. Also, um, a note from 
the FRC president, Tony Perkins, as well as um, a sheriff here in Southern California, Sheriff Chad Bianco, Riverside County, all had uh, comments uh, in the book there and about it. So really looking forward to releasing that as well as our content. So as always, look, if you enjoy our coverage and uh, what we're trying to do in clarifying truth, please consider supporting us. We're a nonprofit organization. 100% of it goes to producing the podcast, uh, social media content, as well as things like printing the book. And uh, until next time, eyes on Israel, we're watching and waiting.